Welcome to the Hero Academy podcast, the place where we can celebrate and highlight our frontline heroes. I believe that frontline workers such as nurses, firemen, EMS, police officers, and military are heroes without capes. I don't care about politics, only positivity and purpose. I only care about those that have chosen to serve society. I believe in collaboration over competition. And here, you'll find the secrets and strategies that let ordinary people become extraordinary inside of their passions. Sometimes we'll throw in some simple side hustles that everyday regular people are doing. And sometimes it's things that you could do to make extra money, especially if you're starting to think about retirement and what's next for yourself. Inside this podcast each week, you'll learn from people like you that were working full time, but still found time to create a course, grow a big team, a large audience, or profitable side hustle. The steps they took and their backstories, the perfect blend of mindset and techniques. I'm your host, David Diem. Now let's get your dream lit for your freedom. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Hero Academy podcast. In this episode, we have Evan, who is the paramedic coach on Instagram and also on YouTube. He has a very large social media following. He's been at it for a few years and he is an excellent, excellent, excellent teacher. I highly recommend if you are an EMS or in paramedics that you go and check out his videos. He is very inspiring. I hope you enjoy this episode. So I'm just like to thank you and welcome Evan to the podcast. For those that don't know you, if you could just share a little bit about your story. Sure. So my name is Evan. I go online as uh, the paramedic coach. My whole goal is to help out EMTs, advanced EMTs, paramedics prepare, pass school. And the final piece, most important, is our national registry exams. I have a program and course that does all that. And that's my whole brand. That's awesome, man. Did you focus on Instagram first or did you focus on YouTube or did they come together at the same time? No, so it's a good question. So uh, the answer would be kind of pretty much at the same time. So YouTube, Instagram, you know, I would be making, you know, small posts on Instagram and then I have like longer, like, you know, teaching videos or like, you know, my thoughts on a, like a burning topic that I would put on YouTube. And yeah, and the growth has kind of gone, you know, hand in hand. That's awesome. When did you start? So my first ever YouTube video was, I mean, you can go look at it. And maybe, maybe you did. I mean, it was, it was pretty crazy. So I was working as a paramedic and I was like, okay, I really, really want to start teaching, but I didn't want to do it in the traditional way, you know, where I had to, you know, work my way up or something like that. I want to say, okay, there's a lot of people out there that probably needs information. And I, I kept seeing there were so many uh, new EMTs, uh, new paramedics that I was you know, t- training in the ambulance. But there were these little things over and over that they wouldn't have like fully grasped. And I'm like, what if I could just like put out these little videos? It'd probably be pretty helpful. So I, this is a, I probably never told this before. I'll tell you now. I literally used to like stack books on my old HP laptop and use the webcam from an old HP laptop to shoot my first few YouTube videos. I mean, I, I you can go check them out. They're like from 20. I believe it was 2016 or 2017. You can go check them out. Um, that's might, awesome. It might even be earlier. But yeah, and it's, um, that's how it all started. It just uh, was, I've always had a passion for coaching, teaching, 
and just happened to be lucky to find the right mode in EMS. So when did you start your uh, EMS career? So I started EMS when I was 19 years old. So, and this is actually a pretty important, I, I do want to, you know, you probably have a variety of listeners who are different ages. It's important for those of you that are, you know, younger out there like I was. So like you, you know, I got out of, you know, high school. It wasn't the quote unquote best kid, you know, in high school, if you will. Um, but, I, you know, I graduated, I got through. But I knew something, something in my gut was telling me that going to college and racking up a lot of student loan debt and going there and just trying it out, not really knowing what the end result was, I just knew that wasn't the right thing. Like I knew, okay, maybe you're going for like a doctor or a lawyer or like a nurse like some, or something specific. Well, EMS we're talking about here, right? Like something specific, <laughs> then that makes sense, right? And a lot yeah. of that ends up being like the medical pathway. It makes, a lot, it makes sense, right? But I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I actually, this is actually kind of funny how it all comes circle. I was interested in business, which is, so I, in like finance, stuff like that. So 18 years old, I go to a local community college and I just started taking some classes. I actually didn't like it at all. Like numbers, like the finance, like numbers, I hated it. <laughs> I was like, hey, this is not for me. So what do I like? Well, I like being outside and I like being active. Okay. So I actually had two options. I was doing a lot of, um, and we'll get into you know, what I do now probably later on. But at the time, I was doing a lot of um, like weightlifting, like, you know, like, like barbell, squats, deadlifts. I was into that kind of stuff at the time. And I'm about 18, 19 years old right now. I also saw an ad. This is pretty powerful. And the ad goes, try our EMT class. If you don't like it, we'll give you two weeks. If you don't like it for two weeks, you know, there's no payment. Just come try it out for two weeks. So we had a class of about you know, 80 people. Long story short, it worked. You know, two weeks in, I'm watching the, the lead paramedic, Terrence, if you're watching. You know, Terrence do his teaching lesson up in the podium, this big auditorium of 80 people. And I realized, okay, like, that's what I want to do. Like, that's what I want to get into that role one day where I could be teaching other people, where I can be a, first, got to be a paramedic first, but I want to be a paramedic, you know? Um, and that's where it all started. And long story short, the next few years, I was on a, you know, I, I'll say a quote unquote, you know, war path to become a licensed paramedic at 21. And that's what I ended up doing. That's a really awesome story, man. Uh, first, I, I just want to say thank you for your service. Thank you for, you know, everything that you do out there in the streets. Uh, do you have any really funny or crazy EMS stories? I never ask people what's the worst thing they saw because that's a horrible question. Right, right. <laughs> so right. I asked, what is the funniest thing or what's the craziest thing that you can remember? So this story is the, the first one that comes to mind because it kind of like shows you like the full circle of the service. And I know it's your, your background too. So I know you probably have a similar story or understand this. So while I was making this transition, this is actually a perfect question to come in here. While I was making this transition going from, you know, EMT is the first level in the ambulance, the paramedic is the, the higher level of care. So as, as I'm starting to make this, you know, uh, transition, right? I was working at a local pharmacy, right? So in the very, very beginning, when I was just starting like paramedic school, I was working in a pharmacy. I was doing some pharmacy tech stuff, delivering medications, just learning about meds, stuff like that, right? So I had a, a client there who I would deliver their meds to, and we, you know, became friends. You know, you, you deliver some, it's like delivering a package or something. You get to know the person, you know, stuff like that. 
right? Or maybe you used to, maybe not nowadays, I guess. But anyway, uh, we kind of hit it off and we just get, you know, became friends and started talking, right? So I, he was very memorable. I remembered him, you know, from that job. Long story. Now we go, let's just say, I don't remember how many years, but we'll just say it had to be at least three to four years later, at least. Because it was kind of in the middle of working on the ambulance. Now I'm a fully licensed paramedic. I've been a medic for a few years. And uh, we get a call that two EMTs, they happen to be two brand new EMTs, have a really, really difficult case. It's a diabetic coming from a, a HIV clinic. Mm. So we know there's a lot of factors. We have an already sick patient. Die, they're saying their blood uh, glucose is low. Okay, it's a pretty bad case, right? So they call us to intercept before the hospital because it's that bad. We intercept. I take care of the patient. Unbeknownst to me, it's that same man that I met in the beginning of my career delivering medications. Now, years later, I'm the one bringing him back with the glucose back to consciousness as a paramedic. And by the way, this is not like, oh, like this is in the same town. This is a town that's an hour away from the pharmacy is an hour away. So this doesn't even make any sense. Wow. Wow. It's not like, oh, we're in some small town. No, these are like two different cities that are completely not even near each other, like an hour plus away. So that was a moment where I, I realized like how much I learned and like how far I came in such a short amount of time. So yeah, that I, I've told that story in other interviews and that is the story that sticks to me. Like I'll, I'll never forget that. What made you want to go from an EMT to a paramedic? Like what drove you and gave you that drive? Like that's where I want to be. Was it the money at that age or was it just the higher ranking? What was it? Yeah. So a lot of people have a lot of different answers for this, but this, this is my mindset, right? Just the way that my personality is, I do like to be in a leadership role. It's truth. It's absolutely the truth. So that was definitely one of the biggest motivations. You know, I'll give you an example. When you're an EMT and you're working under the paramedic, you know, it's maybe you see certain things that you wish could have got done a different way that didn't. And you have this burning desire to do it, but you, you don't have the knowledge. So that's why you go to paramedic, right? Right. right. Um, not everyone has, has that. But for me, I was like, look, I really, you know, I was all in on this. So not even that. I, like I said earlier, like I knew once I started getting into this, that I was all in on it. And I was like, I wasn't, you know, I was going past go, like I was going to paramedic school. So like my goal at 19 was, okay, I'm going to get my EMT. I'm going to get some experience. And then I'm, I'm going to apply to paramedic school. And I actually did it pretty fast. So to give you an idea, like, you know, most people work as an EMT for a few years and get some experience and go to paramedic. I had only nine months of volunteer, wow. volunteer, volunteer EMT experience. And by the way, you heard my story, like I'm, I'm 20 years old, you know, as well. So I'm young too. And then I'm saying, you know what, I'm just going to go all in with this. And now I'm in class with people that have been doing this for you know, some people that are twice my age, some people that have 10, 20 experience, some people that are advanced DMTs that are a higher level. But the thing is, this is the whole cornerstone of what I talk about and why I was successful in paramedic school with not a lot of experience is you got to prepare yourself before you go in. And nobody talks about this in EMS. Everyone's just like, oh, you know, just come, just come and show up. We'll show you the ropes. But when I was in paramedic school, a few months before I started, because I knew I didn't have a lot of experience. What I did was I just started scouring the internet, trying to learn EKGs. You know, I was grilling the pharmacist where I was working at about medications, trying to learn as much as I can. 
So that prep work that I did, this is back in 2012. Um, it, it was August 2012, I started paramedic school. That helped me bridge the gap where they had a lot of experience, but I had, I put in the prep work. I had some of that written knowledge. And then I actually got an EMT job the first semester, like a paid EMT job, the first semester of paramedic school. And it all bridged together. And that's, this is what I try to tell my students. You know, if that's the path you want to take, you have to prepare before you go in and no one talks about it. And then that's a big part of my brand as well. I love your brand, man. I love that you coach new students and you found a way to create a side hustle. IG and YouTube, you pretty much created them at the same time. They kind of grew, but which one kind of blew up faster than the other? So I would say primarily, I would say probably the YouTube kind of is the more primary social media, I would say. Um, and that's okay. kind of one that I kind of focused on more, mainly because the videos are more, we call them you know, long form videos. They just can give yep. more information where, yep. you know, someone obviously could find me on Instagram. I do, I try to do like daily quick tip posts that you've probably seen those, like stuff like that. Yep. Now I'll just grab my phone and say, okay, I'm going to talk about sympathetic versus parasympathetic. Okay, here we go. It's what's, you know, trying to answer some of those burning topics within a minute. But as you know, if you're trying to teach like the whiteboard back here, I'm trying to teach like a full lesson, you know, you're going to need YouTube for that. So that's where I go for the more of the long form stuff. So this is a little bit off topic, but uh, you keep yourself pretty thin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to bust the chops of some of my EMS brothers and sisters out there. Why are so many of them letting themselves go? Why are so many of them they look like they could be on the stretcher next, but they, I know, I know they have good hearts. You know, I know the, especially the volunteers, they're not getting paid. So I know where their hearts are, but why are so many of them in your experience? Yeah. What's your thoughts? on that? So, you know, and this is a pretty interesting thing. So I feel like in any first responder role, it's kind of weird that there's no meeting in the middle. Like maybe you have somebody who's like, you know, super into like, fitness and then people that are just totally yep. out of it. Where if everyone just met in the middle, it'd be great, but it's kind of hard to do that, right? You kind of, if you're going to be into fitness and you're going to be into something, you kind of got to be all in on it. You can't just show up one day or show up the next. I mean, you understand. Right. So I really wish I could answer this. I mean, here's the thing. It's the only thing I can tell you is, you know, and those people that may see this, that, you know, you know, were working with me when I first became an EMT or a paramedic know this. I just always have like a, I had a positive spirit in me, even if I was being like, let's say overworked at, on the ambulance or I had to do extra hours or whatever it may be. It's like, you have to understand like, this is what you signed up for. This is what you went to school for, right? This is what you've done. So it's like that positivity kind of usually, usually it goes off into the rest of your life. The other thing is that I would say is the way that, and this is from the beginning. And again, you've, Someone's watching in the you know, 21-year-old Evan, you'll know this. It's really the way that you structure your schedule. And I feel that a lot of people in EMS, maybe it's an outside thing or a family thing you know, that, that they're having a, a problem with, right? Maybe that's why their schedule is a certain way. But there are different ways to get the job done with having a schedule that works for you, but also works, obviously, if you're employed somewhere. You just got to find the right place for you. So we were talking about before we even started this is, you want to find, like, you are the prize. So I tell my students, you're the prize. You're the EMT, you're the advanced EMT, you're the paramedic. You have to go find the best place in the marketplace that's going to be best for you. 
And if you think about that in a different way, you're almost like marketing yourself, right? Yeah, so like definitely. That, so for me, it's like, if you're going to be in this high level responsibility, high level responsibility, you know, it's just, I've had that mindset from day one, Dave, just like, if you're going to be in this high level responsibility where the public trusts you, where you're seeing things in way like 1% of the population will see, we're talking about, you know, police, fire, EMS, military, whatever, then you have an obligation to be in the best shape of your life. Like you shouldn't be smoking cigarettes, man. Come on. You know, again, this is my recommendation. You know, I can't just, just think about this. Okay. I'm the paramedic coach, right? Imagine I was talking about, oh, you know, one of the risk factors is, is smoking. And then I'm out smoking cigarettes. To me, it never made It's sense. not congruent. Right. So if you're going to call yourself the paramedic coach, you better back it up, right? So I'll tell you, it's a motivating thing putting yourself out there online because it's like, like you know, this morning before this podcast, well, we'll talk about it later. Like I did my run, I had to do my core, you know, I had like has to get done. It needs to get done. I need to stay in certain shape. So that's my message to those. And I have a video on, on my YouTube. I talk about fitness. Like I mentioned the lifting earlier. If it's if strength's an issue, I did a program on there that's universally known from a uh, start from an old bodybuilder or Ridge Park. I do more running now than real lifting, but there's a time where I needed to get stronger. I did that. Um, if it's cardio's an issue, I mentioned it earlier, and you're gonna ask me probably later, but I am a huge runner, big advocate for running. So not just for your mindset, but obviously it keeps you fit too. So it works for me. So you hit on two pieces of advice that I would give you cops. It's to get yourself to stay in shape, never let yourself get out of shape and get yourself into some kind of training regimen. And I, for cops in particular, I always recommend jujitsu because at some point you, you might need to know how to wrestle with someone, you know, oh, I bet. hopefully not, but you might have to go hands-on. Do you have any advice for young people, young EMTs or young paramedics that are coming in today into this current? class, current group? Do you have any advice for them? Sure. So first thing right off the bat is this. You have a, and we'll talk about this, The I call it like a window of time. All right. Let's say your class and a lot of people this, you know, uh, June, a lot of EMT classes are summer classes, but for a lot of like college students out there, you know, they want to get their EMT class in for whatever they're doing. So let's just say, for example, you have, let's just say August 1st. That's another, you know, beginning of August, new semester, that's about popular time. Let's just say your program started August 1st. Right now, it's middle of June, right? So you have a month and a half before you actually start your class. So what should you be doing right now, right? You have basically eight weeks to about two months. So you have, let's just say, six to eight weeks time to get prepared for the class. The most important thing you should be doing is studying content before you go in. Imagine this. Imagine you went into class, and when you start with EMT, the school, you don't have any medical prerequisites. This is where people get in trouble. Like when I had my class of 80 people, only about 20 people graduated. When I was in paramedic school, we started with 32 people. Day one, we're down to 30 people. And then by end of first semester, it's only a few months, we're down to 14 people. We're down. Half. Wow. So, so my biggest thing is trying it out there, like prepare. So like I have a course that takes you through EMT school prep. I was talking about EMT, let's talk about EMTs here, but it goes through everyone, EMT, advanced EMT, paramedic. Let's say it was EMT school, would be to go to the EMT prep. Anatomy and physiology is in there, right? The core concepts of being an EMT that people, every single class struggle with. 
What am I talking about? Like neurology, cardiology, respiratory, anatomy and physiology. I mean, you, and you, the thing is, it's not that it's, oh, it's so complex. You know, like, let's just say um, math, right? It's all, oh, it's so the numbers complex, right? It's that you're being thrown this information in a short amount of time. The school is only yeah. three months long. And now they have accelerated programs and then they have online programs. And you don't know how, and with all due respect, you don't know what kind of instructor you're going to have because your instructor is super important. They're your you know, guiding you know, light, if you will, to getting through. So this is why I, I started doing all this. I wanted to fill in all these gaps to make sure that nobody out there was you know, left behind. You know, no matter what the circumstance, if you were in a four-week course, an eight-week course, if you were in a short paramedic course, if you had an issue with pharmacology or cardiology, I could fill that gap up for you and you'd get through school and get through your national boards. And that was my goal with uh, creating all this for the paramedic coach. When people ask you, what do you do? And you want to tell your story. Sure. How do you do it in a way without saying, uh, you know, I do all of these things because you're pretty awesome. So how do you do it without sounding pompous? You know? <laughs> no, thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, I would say, uh, keep it simple. You know, like I started from the same exact spot. I tell my students, I started from the same exact spot that you're in. I've just gone through it. And like, I have a science and, and a method of doing it. You just got to follow the steps, you know, like, it's like hundreds and thousands of people have gone through EMT and paramedic school, obviously, right? Hundreds of thousands. Right now, there's hundreds of thousands of registered uh, EMTs and paramedics in the United States. There's no reason why you can't do it. What I talk about is just need the right information, right? So what I'm doing is like, I am your instructor. And I'm going to give you that information. It's going to fill in those gaps for you to make sure that you pass. Simple as that. that that's, that's what I do. I love it. I love yeah. it. What's something that only a small group of friends know about you? Like a small circle? Like, you have any uh, weird hobbies? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say weird, but man, I mean, I mentioned it earlier. I mean, um, I'm super obsessed with running. Um, I, I run in races. I mean, I, there's, and people in my inner circle, my, I have a group coaching. If you're a member of my course, the next level, my highest level is my group coaching. Like today at five, we're doing a group coaching call. I call it my inner circle. They know about it, but not everyone knows about it. But I'm a huge runner, man. Um, like we've talked earlier, like I'll drive two, two and a half hours to go race in, in 5Ks, stuff like that. I like, have a running coach. Like I'm like, I'm all in on it. So yeah, it's one of my biggest, biggest hobbies, man. What's the furthest you've ever ran? Furthest I've ever ran has been eight miles. Eight miles is, is my long run. So Okay, I was going to say the longest I've ever run, and that was back in the academy, was six miles. And that was my long run. And then I cut it down to three. And now the longest I'll run is a mile and a half, maybe two miles. If it was with a group of friends, I could pull off a 5K uh, with a group of friends cold. But I have two torn meniscus from jujitsu. So so sometimes it's painful. You know, it's painful to run. I know they have gel shots, you know, and I'm going to get those eventually. Uh, I, and by the way, I completely understand, you know, like my coach was like, was like one second away from being in the Olympics. Like he was, wow. he was, tra- he was training, um, shout out to coach Mike. He was training with Olympians. Like he was like their pacer during their workouts, you know? And, um, that happened to him too. Like he had that meniscus, same thing. And that's, you know, so it's a pretty common injury to have happen. Like you just mentioned something really key 
that you have a coach. So I just want all of my listeners to hear that. Never train with a coach who doesn't have a coach. <laughs> you know, if, if your coach is not getting better, then you probably should seek out another coach. But uh, I think that, you know, the reason why I want to interview you is because I believe that everything that you're doing around teaching is an inspiration. And I really and truly respect your hustle. You know, like when I see Kevin Hart and I see uh, The Rock talking about their upcoming, you know, roles and what they have in the works, I'm like, man, I really respect that hustle. And I want to emulate that a little bit, you know? So anytime I see somebody out there who's like really, you know, they're doing a lot of big things, you know, I want to connect with them. So I'm so grateful to have you on and like, you know, just talk with you. Where does the coaching come from? Like, when did you decide to start incorporating a coaching program? This is great. So let's we can go back a little bit. So I'm basically, I was the kind of paramedic where if, let's say there was a EMT student and you know, they would wear like red shirts <laughs> and I saw them walk into the base. I was like, come on, let me get that student. Come on. <laughs> you know, like literally, you know, I always love teaching. And um, where it start, where the first time I started to teach where I said, okay, I had this EMS stuff down as far as teaching was, remember I talked to you earlier about how I was like, I prepared for paramedics before I went in and I was, I had some knowledge, stuff like that, right? Well, I worked the pharmacy too. So I had like that medication knowledge that not a lot of people get either, right? So that was cool. So like what I would do was I kept finding myself and we would do like these study sessions. We'd like rent out a room in the library, have the whiteboard, right? And we'd go and do stuff. I kept running the study sessions and like teaching my friends. And what I found was when you teach other people, it sticks in your brain even better. Yes, it does. Right? Yes, it does. So, so I was like, this is like a win-win. I'm helping my friends who you know, were struggling. And I'm like, and I'm just learning this content. Now I have it down even more because I keep teaching them. And I'm like, this is, that was the first time I said, wow, I think I, this might be my lane. This might be my lane. I, I'm, I got this down. You know, even in paramedics, that's where kind of, I said, wow, I enjoy this. Like this, enjoy, really enjoy the, the medicine. I enjoy te- teaching this stuff. Um, and then I, I remember my first few, you start off, you don't get new medics at first. You start off with like new EMT students, then you'll get more and more. Having the first few new like EMT students, like it's just the ambulance and I've just given them advice and, and helping them out. Cause I it just, I just love it, man. I love teaching. I, one of the biggest things why I started this too was there's a lot of instructors. There's a lot of teachers out there, but it's anyone can go up in front of a PowerPoint and read off PowerPoint. Yep. My whole thing is using, you know, mnemonics, using different, you know, ways to connect things together and like, you know, relationships in the teaching to make it simple. Because the thing that people miss is, like I said earlier, remembering where you came from. So when I was 19, had no direction. Okay. I'm an EMT class. That is possibly the person that you're speaking to because I was there. And you have to bring them up level by level until one day they're at or above, of course, where you are, right? That's how you do it in teaching. So that's why I try to do it with my teaching method and students try to break it down as simple as possible so they understand it, not just for the exam, but they understand it for life. Because, you know, that's really cool. I mean, but back in 2012, you know, in paramedical, I was taught this stuff for the first time. How do I have all these doses? Adult pediatric doses still on my head to this day. 
you got to have mnemonic shortcuts for that. And that's how you do it. So that's what I recommend. If you could create a Netflix show, your own Netflix special, what would you make? That's a good one. Man, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind would be kind of what I guess I'm doing now, I guess, putting it onto, <laughs> onto Netflix, I guess. Uh, throw our YouTube videos up on there. But um, how would you make it more entertaining, more funny? Like, yeah. how would you, because obviously you're going to be teaching, but how would you make it like, would it be a documentary or would it be more of a series? I think I got it. I think this could be interesting. Having a crew travel with me as I go across all 50 states to different EMS programs, you know, teaching inside their classroom or something like that, you know, or seeing uh-huh. maybe going how they do EMS over here versus how they do EMS over here and seeing the difference or, you know, okay. or even bringing people together and kind of being like the host of that. That I think that would be pretty entertaining, something like that. Yeah, yeah it's pretty cool. And that'd be fun. I, I, that'd, be, I mean, that'd, be, that'd be fun. We'd get, we'd, that'd be really fun. If you could go back in time and talk to uh, that, that kid that was working in the pharmacy, uh, what would you tell him? Man, you know, being, so now I'm, I'm going to be 29 here in a few months. I mean, so it's, and I, obviously I'm still, you know, young, obviously people are watching it, but oh, this guy's still young. What are you talking about? But dude, you, <laughs> you know, you know, you, you know, I know you're laughing, right? But you do learn a lot and, you know, going through your twenties, you learn a lot. The most important thing I've learned, not only in like business, EMS wise, everything is one discipline. And two, uh, thinking long-term and not short-term. I cannot tell you, uh, like all the success that I'm doing everything now, if I thought more long-term, like I think now, I think everything I'm doing would be even bigger, number one. Number two would be, man, whatever your goal is, discipline is everything. Like discipline gets you whatever you're looking for, right? So you got to figure out a plan. Like I have certain things that I need to do every day. Like I just mentioned them earlier, like, doing my core yep. exercises, doing my run, doing my recovery. I might have videos to shoot, right? Just give me examples, right? So like, what's your business? Because I call it business bricks. Like I have three bricks that I need to place inside the business every day. I got to place those bricks. So uh, what kind of business things do you have that you're disciplined to do every day? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the first is to my members and my students, right? So one of the yep. first things obviously is that like, are there any questions? Like now, here's one thing people might, probably don't know. That's why I want to come on. I know the way you do your questions this is good stuff. We get deep, right? A lot of influencers out there, they don't respond back to their community, right? Like, dude, you have no idea. They seriously have no idea. The amount of messages that I get, like between Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. I pride myself on literally doing my absolute best to get back to every single DM, every single message, every single you know, comment that I do. So obviously with YouTube, it can, it's a lot. I can be there all day doing that. It's impossible. But if somebody, you know, DMs me or Facebook DMs me, or I try to get back to them, give them information, give them, you know, hope oh, I'm a fan. I, I try to get back to as much as I can. Do you use voice to uh, like sure. send voice? Because that's a quick way rather yeah. than, you know, yep. texting. Yeah. And voice is better anyway, because you, you can portray the message better anyway. You know? Yes. But that's one of the things. And then obviously like, you know, my, my students and obviously, of course, you know, shooting the videos is huge, obviously. So, you know, I am the paramedic coach. So shooting videos, like I have my setback here, my lights are up for this podcast. This is a commitment. So yeah, just depending on the day, like I said, later on, I have my group coaching call for my inner circle at the five o'clock. Uh, so, so yeah, man, it's, uh, I pretty much get up every day and I think, 
How can I make the paramedic coach better? And how can I make this better for my, my students, my members? How can I just continually, continually improve? Like I saw like Joe Rogan talking about on a podcast, like I'm a grinder. Like I just, like, I want to just, like that to me, I'm the same way. Like I'm constantly getting like sharpening the ax, get trying to get better and better and better. So I can be there more for my students and my members. Like that's my whole purpose. And that's what I think about literally every single day. hundred percent. That's really cool. That's, that's awesome. I, I follow a lot of Joe Rogan's advice too. I listen to his podcast uh, part of the reason why I started my podcast was because he got that hundred million dollar Spotify deal, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> if I could get one percent of that!" <laughs> but, hey, man, it's, it's we call it a uh, piece of the pie. We call it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah man. If I could just get a little piece of that pie. Awesome, man. Do, do you have any good stories dealing with uh, firemen or nurses or cops, like in the field? I mean, there's definitely a certain. I mean, obviously, I dealt. We obviously, you know. Cops, firemen, nurses, and EMS, you know, you, you definitely see them all. Yeah, definitely. You know, every day. I wouldn't say there's a particular thing, but there is one thing I would like to say about that. We say any good experiences, like stuff like that. I just, you know, maybe I'm not sure, you know, who's going to see us, but I guess I'd want people to know like how hard it is to actually like become, if we mentioned a fireman, like that would be probably the one I worked along the most because they're on the same calls. How hard it is to get through the schooling for all that stuff, doing the, the fire one, the fire two, all that stuff. Like, you know, myself, I'm just like EMS, the paramedic, but like how hard like they have to work to, to get to achieve that status. You know, all the studying, all the nurses got to do, all, stuff like that. All the training you have to do in like law enforcement, all the behind the scenes stuff that you don't see when someone shows up. Like, that's one of the things that I would say you mentioned experience. Like, that's an experience. Like, seeing somebody like you might, we talked about earlier, like, going from like a brand new recruit to like, no, now they're like one of the, like the management or whatever, you know, or they're like a, a senior official and they like started when they were like young. So I, I'd say like, if you think of an experience, that's kind of what I think about, to be honest with you. The first thing that comes to my mind. Do you have any projects coming up? Are you working on anything? What's the next stage of your business? What's next? No. Yeah. So for me, again, it's my video study course is over 400 videos of content. Plus you get access to me inside our, in our community group to ask questions. I give everybody lifetime access to that. Now, I'm always, always improving that product. So like last month, I just added an entire anatomy and physiology section to the course. Over 120 videos of content, worksheets, videos, breaking down every single part of the human body into the course, right? So that, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, so that was new. We're doing a massive giveaway right now, um, giving away. So this is one of the big things we didn't touch on act too. Again, remembering where you started, right? So it's one of my biggest things. Like, so I'm surprised not on my wall because I, I talk about it all the time. Remembering where it was when I started EMT school. Remembering that 19-year-old Evan is, I always try to uh, do giveaways to give back. I've given away a lot of uh, Litman scopes. Um, I've, I've even given away grants. So one thing that people don't talk about is, oh, like, what about EMS scholarships? There's not that many. I can't even name one. Okay. Can't, I can't even name one. So why don't I just start doing it myself? So I started running different prizes, stuff like that, uh, different giveaways. So we're giving away, it's over there. I'm giving away a MacBook Pro to the first place winner and then uh, two Littman stethoscopes and uh, radio straps, which are you know pretty popular in, as well as a second. I saw that. Third place prizes. Yep. 
I saw it on your story. I was just going to say uh, it's really cool. Uh, one thing about the uh, scholarships, I'm sure you could probably get some big name company to sponsor a couple of those, you know, because uh, you, you're doing really good work. You're not just a hero to society. You're also a hero to those brand new EMTs and paramedics. And I just wanted to thank you for that. Very, very quickly, we're just going to wrap up and I'm going to ask you my last final five questions. Uh, you can keep the answer short on this because um, I respect your time and I appreciate you being on here. What does being a hero mean to you? Because like I said, society does call you a hero and everybody recognizes paramedics and EMTs as our heroes. What does that mean to you? Pretty much uh, the most straightforward way I can say it is this. Um, and this is, again, something I always think about. I talked about earlier is being a hero means that you back up what you say. Like, you know, doing the stuff behind the scenes that most people won't do, right? So, like, to me, that's what a hero is, right? Somebody doing something heroic, it's putting in those hours, putting in that time. It's the discipline, backing up what you say. Um, and again, that's like that literally, I mean, that's one of the biggest motivators for me every day is like knowing that I, I am out there so much is okay. Like I got to back this up. Right. And that's one of the biggest things, you know, and I, I appreciate the kind words, man. I really do. I appreciate that a lot, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate you coming on when you're feeling kind of stressed out. Cause you got, you know, a lot on your plate or you might be feeling a little low. How do you save yourself? I already know the answer. You go for a long run, right? Oh, no. Well, no, it's, it's, well, the thing is, well, truth be told, when you're so serious about running sometimes, the running itself can get you stressed out sometimes. <laughs> you know, because you because it's a very important part of my life. So sometimes it can, you know, like, for example, like today, I had a squeeze in three mile run and I hop in the rehab boots after and then hop on the podcast, right? So truth be told, right? So, um, but serious, this is actually pretty serious. And I do want to address this. So one thing a lot of people don't talk about is, you know, people mention, oh, what's the worst thing you've ever seen in EMS or something like that, or, or PTSD or, or something like that. And the first thing I tell people, I have a whole video on this. You can check it out on my YouTube. And if you are struggling with this, I, I really implore you to check it out. I'm an admin of a, a Facebook group, Emergency Medical Technicians of America. And one of the, our fellow admins on there actually specializes in helping people out with this. Right. So we've all been there and we, I've been there too. We've all been there. The first thing I would say is uh, take a reset. So like whatever you're doing, sometimes you just need to put the pause button on it. Literally. Right. And this is what, even when I tell my students, whatever you're doing, take the pause button on it and say, okay, what's the next best step that I can take to do something positive and just start by a baby step, a little step, a little step. Right. You know, and by the way, no one's perfect. No one out there is perfect. You know, maybe you're watching me right now and, oh, this is the paramedic coach and the, all this stuff. Dude, I'm not perfect. I have bad days too. Obviously, it's, that's not shown. Everybody has bad days, you know? So the biggest thing that I would say is do the reset and then say, what can I do right now? It's just one little positive step, right? The truth be told is if you're in a, ne a negative cycle, that one little positive step can just snap you out of it and go, oh, wow, I'm out of it now. I'm out of it. And yeah, that was a way too long answer there, but I, I wanted to deliver that to you. <laughs> That's okay. What's your best power, your best ability, your strength? First thing that comes to mind would be uh, teaching and speaking. Would probably would be the teaching first. Teaching and thing. speaking. Yeah. And the last one, if you had a comic superpower, what would that be and why? 
Okay, I'm be 100% honest here. First thing that comes to mind would be um, probably foreseeing the future. <laughs> so, okay. so I can make the right moves. <laughs> so I had someone else answer. He's a teacher. He said foreseeing the future is the only true selfless... Well, some people would use it for themselves, but he's like, it's the only true superpower, you know, like, because you can really make a change for the most amount of people i'm like yeah but they would probably lock you up and study your brain <laughs> yeah, yeah. and a lot of people would want to capture you to use your ability for themselves you know yeah. like you'd always you'd be a hunted man all the time you yeah. know because you can see what's about to come true true i mean you say it what's the first thing that comes to mind like dude that literally is the first thing that comes to mind i mean yeah 100 percent. i feel like a lot of people think about the future a lot so you're like, hey, if i can foresee it be pretty cool right so. even if it was just little flashes that you kind of had to decipher and figure out the message that would be better than nothing yeah i would say so i would say so that's the first thing that comes to my mind at least so yeah evan it's been a really fun interview and i want to thank you again the paramedic coach if people want to find you online all they have to do is look up the paramedic coach on youtube or instagram right Correct. Yeah, exactly. Best way to find me, YouTube, The Paramedic Coach, Instagram, The Paramedic Coach. If you have any questions, do not at all hesitate to send me a DM on Instagram. You can certainly do that. My website for my video study course is prepareforems.com. It's also the first link under every single one of my YouTube videos, link on my Instagram. You can find it. Um, That's the video course where I give lifetime access to my best content, EMT, advanced EMT, and paramedic. You can find it all there. And um, yeah, I look forward to uh, helping your audience out in any way that I can. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you very much for everything that you do. Thank you, dude. Thanks talk for having me. I have Wes. Yeah. You too. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. You, brother. Peace out. All right. All right, family. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Everyone I interview, I've chosen for you guys because of their story. And I hope that you get some value every single time. If you did get value or just just simply enjoyed the episode, please share the episode with someone that you know. If you know of a guest, a frontline hero that has an amazing story, something uplifting or a positive message, hit me up in the contact form of www.davidleith.com or DM me at Instagram at David Leith, the number one. Subscribe to the show because I have some really phenomenal guests coming up in the next few weeks that you definitely don't want to miss. All right, one.